Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is September 22nd. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy NPC has been conducting Zoom calls from past, our conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know that you're a newcomer. And put your camera on if you're a newcomer because we promote newcomers. Is it good? Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, go ahead. Uh, uh, sir, uh, sorry, I am newcomer, first time joining. Thank you so much. Sure, sure, go ahead. Uh, uh, sir, uh, I have uh, two applications, EB3 and EB2. Uh, I did not mm-hmm. uh, file AP and EAD with EB2, but uh, you and I have EB3, EAD, and AP. Um, mm-hmm. The USCIS actually closed my EB3 saying benefits received by another means, but they actually uh, sent my EB2 to case remains pending. So can I, I use uh, EAD? Uh, no, I would want you to hold that one though. Okay, sir. We are having some trouble because uh, we are noticing this kind of thing very frequently. Oh. And, oh, and okay, recently sir. we have been... And, one second. Okay. One second. Yeah, that is, uh, this is a second or third person that you are speaking about. Uh, I do not want you to use the year in advance parole. Let's wait and keep following our YouTube on uh, uh, Tuesday though. We will address this issue, okay? Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. That's strange that they're doing it though. Next person, please. Yeah. Ravi? Hello. Ravi? Yeah. Yes, Ravi, go ahead. Yes, go ahead, Ravi. Yeah, quick question. So recently I came from India for using advanced payroll. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking to go to, as you suggested, like, you know, I'm thinking to go to Canada border this weekend to move to Why? H1B status. Why? You are in H1B status right now. Oh, but my identity 4 is not up to... That's I mean, fine. You can ignore it. They have changed the policy right now. You will be considered to be H-1B and you can extend the H-1B and you can transfer the H-1B. Okay. My H-1B is still, right now, my H-1B is still uh, 2025. So. You're good. Good. So I don't need to go yep. for X. Oh, okay. You don't need to go for it. Next person, please. Thank you. Akshita. Hello, sir. Good morning. So I have a couple of questions. My petition was approved last month, 
for H1B, but they have filed without dependence. So can I add dependence now for my visa interview? You are in India or here? India. Oh, there is no dependent information that we fill out in the H1B at all. So you, you can just go have your dependents attend the H4 interview, even though you never have any H4 approval. Okay, okay. And one more question. So my husband is planning for a master's F1 visa somewhere in Feb 2023. So can I add him as a dependent now? Right now, let him come on the H4. He can convert into F1 if he wants to at a later date. Uh, I heard that would take a lot of time, like a couple of years. Yeah, but F1 can be denied too. Yeah. Why can't he go and study an H4? Why does he need F1 to study? I don't understand it. Because he would not be eligible for master's cap uh, in case if he wants to apply for H1? Not true. Okay. Not true. Okay. Okay. So can he uh, have a H1 picked up with just H4 and uh, master's? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. he can. Okay. And why don't you apply the green card? He will get an EAD soon. I don't understand why people pick F1 when they have an H4 option. I personally, when I came in, I had my I-20. I have my H4 option. I come on H4. Okay. And with, they do all the master's degree. Guess what? When they send the resume, they don't even include the master's degree in the resume. They don't okay. care here. <laughs> Next person, please. Yeah. Thank you. Jai Prakash. Yeah, hi everyone. Hello, sir. Uh, I'm a newcomer here. So the question here is, uh, I have done the EB3 downgrade in October 2020. And uh, in the August, uh, I have done the EB2 upgrade, wherein my priority date is September 2014. I got my EAD and AP card in February 2021. Uh, I have been to India once and I used my uh, AP to return back. And just because recently my case has been upgraded to EB2, the upgrade happened on August uh, 8th. And I know that I cannot make any job change now because uh, EB3 to EB2 has been done. Not exactly. So if, if you do any job change within six months, though, you have a 20% probability you're stuck in EB3. Okay. It's not that 4HA will be denied. It's not a guaranteed that you'll be stuck in EB3. It's only 20% probability that you're going to be get stuck in EB3. But if I make a job change after six months from August, then you have somewhere. Then you're then you're then you're hundred percent in EB2. Okay, I'll be stuck in EB2 forever after February if I make the change. I wouldn't you, you can switch back to EB3 if you want to at a later date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to continue in EB2 uh, because there are higher chances, uh, chances as you suggested. Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> I can't predict that, that EB2 is going to go forward. I cannot. Yeah. I, I, and one more update here is like after September 7th, when they uh, announced that all green cards over and then September 14th, uh, my case has been transferred to uh, National Benefit Center. So I, I don't know what's going on, but just an update. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Thanks. Vijay Ram. Hi, uh, good morning. Uh, so the question I have is uh, with respect to my wife. So 
Um, so, so we are planning to do this automatic revalidation. Uh, the key part of the question is, so she has the H4 visa in an old passport, and in the new passport, there is no uh, visa, but she has this H4 uh, I-94 uh, approved for the next three years. So is she still eligible to do the automatic revalidation? Wait, her I-94 is, uh, when is her passport visa expiring? Old passport so her, visa? The passport visa expired. Okay. And, and the, the, the visa stamp in the passport, that passport is also expired. So she, has, she has a new, new passport. passport. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So the question is, can she use the new passport, but with the expired visa in the old passport to do the I automatic? Got, got, right. When is the current I-94 expiring? In 2025. Why are you doing automatic revalidation? So, so she uh, had a H1 amendment filed first, and then she filed for H4 and H4 EAD. Aha, 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 aha. I got the part. Yeah, so I, I don't see any problem. Yeah, got it. She wants to move back to H4, H4, H4 visa. Correct. Yeah, so, she, she wants to confirm whether is she in H4 or in H1 because the H1 was later approved. I, I got it. Yeah, absolutely not a problem. Her passport visa is expired in an old passport. No mm -hmm. problem. You're telling me that her H4 I-94 is valid until 2024 or something like that. And she's still married with you. You have a job and so on and so forth. She can do the automatic revalidation. No problem. And, and she changed the employers as well. So the employer, old employer applied the H1 amendment. And then her H4 and EAD, she is now with a new employer. H4 and EAD is not with the new employer. H4 and EAD is with you. Right, right. With you, but she's working in a new with, with a new employer. H, when she's coming on H4, we don't care what employer she works for. Okay. 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 Is she married with you or not? That's it. Yeah. She didn't yes. change her husband. She's good. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. So the old Next. the old passport and the expired visa that, that doesn't prevent the automatic revalidation eligibility. No, so. that does not prevent. Whenever I see somebody's passport like that, I take it in my hand, I staple them at the back. Okay. Okay. Next yes. person, please. Thank you. Because Gauri they have to carry the old ones and new ones together. Okay. Gauri Shankar. Hey, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk. Uh, so my situation is um, about I-485. I filed it back in 2021 uh, in EB2 straight. Um, so I recently uh, was watching your videos where you mentioned about NPU and some other universities where uh, interview are getting scheduled. And I, I did graduate from NPU. I'm not sure if that can have any complications during my interview. It's, it, we haven't had any complications. They're getting interviewed a little bit more people of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I, we're, not, we're not having any, we have not got any denials. Okay. So do you know what kind of questions they ask? Because it's been uh, like 14, 15 years since I even graduated. Yeah. I would recommend though that once you have the interview notice to have a mock interview, I can do the mock interview with you before you, before you make an appointment. Once you make an appointment, I'll send you all what they're going to ask in the video. Once you watch it, I normally do the mock interview to make sure that you're in, and then you can address those concerns because I can't go over the entire things here. Okay. Okay. All right. Next Thank person, you. please. 
But if 14, 15 years, I don't think so. You'll be in trouble at all. Next person. Pramod? Pramod, you have to unmute Pramod. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, hi. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Pramod. Uh, my question is related to concurrent H1. Um, so uh, this is for a friend. So uh, he has a question saying that is concurrent H1 valid? Uh, and how, if so, how many hours can they work on concurrent H1? And uh, other question he has is like, uh, he is already having a full-time H1 with other, other employer. Uh, parallelly, can he have a concurrent H1 and work, uh, work for two employers? Uh, yes, absolutely. Can the second employer, can he work for 40 hours? Absolutely. I mean, you guys are lazy batch of young guys. Yeah, we do work for a long time, period of time. And especially when I was working in the farm, 100 hours is just normal for us, okay? I used to be a farmer before I came to USA. So yeah, why not? I mean, you guys are lazy. I don't know what to say, you know, there's come bummers or something. Yes, you can. And uh, normally though, this is what I recommend when filing a concurrent H1. I normally would like to put five hours to 40 hours in the concurrent H1. Why? You can put a range from five hours. In that way, the guy can work five hours a week or 40 hours a week if he wants to. You have, have an employer will also have the flexibility to have five hours or 40 hours. Sure. Uh, so can the GC process, so, so what he was saying was his GC process is uh, uh, currently with the employer who he wants to uh, do a concurrent H1. Why not? Will that That's be a problem? No, not at all. That's actually a good indication. He's joining that company. Nice company. Recommend that company to all the people. Sure. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We always hear bad stories about consulting companies, but when it comes to the truth, I hear very many good stories. You need to write reviews of that company so that other people join that company. Next person, please. Shailesh. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I have actually two uh, questions. Um, I filed my 485 in November 2021. And on September 6th this year, the, the day, uh, you know, the visas ran out, I got an RFE issued by USCIS, which specifically says on the letter that if I respond to this RFE by September 30th, yeah. Yeah. Does it mean anything? Do, do I still have a chance or is it just a... Yeah, yeah. 1% chance. Okay. Because, because I'm trying my best with working with my attorney and my employers just to file it, you know, take a chance. But, they, but they what is RFA about? So RFA is to prove continuation of work and maintenance of status since my last uh, extension, which was May 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, I would not hurry up right now. We used to have all the RFA guys used to conduct Zoom calls every single day. But right now I'm like, well, okay, I'll respond, you know. Okay. So I have quick second question follow up on that. So I have EADAP. I got August in August. I got EADAP approved for two years. I'm planning a trip to travel to India for just for a month in October. The only concern now I have is, is it okay to come back using APs, especially since I don't have a regular 485. It's an RFE 485. Does it? Make I don't any see any problem. I don't see any problem in you coming back on advance parole. Okay. And on your YouTube video, you said that once I'm back on AP, I can still maintain my H1 because my H1 is valid till May 2023. That is right, sir. That is right, sir. 
So how do I do that? Do I have to file a new I-9 form? No, you don't do anything. Whenever the H-1B extension time comes in, you file an extension. That's it? There's no other additional actions? No additional actions required. Uh, thank you. Next person, please. Uh, before I go to the next person, uh, can you guys, if you guys are a newcomer, if you post messages, I can go through a little bit faster. And when you post messages, post messages to everybody. Okay, post messages for everybody. And uh, if you're a newcomer, start with newcomer and post a message. Your question, I, I will try to answer, guys. Next person, please. Luna Santos. Hi, uh, good morning. So a quick question. I file my uh, green card under EB3 concurrently. Um, I think it was on June, my F40 was approved. Um, I'm on, on H1B right now. So a question that I have, is there any issues if I have a solid increase between this time? How much is the percentage increase you're speaking about? Like double? No, I don't see any problem in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have the EAD or anything like that yet, but uh, I mean, it, it's a new client. And that's oh, like, so what visa you're in right now? Right now I'm on uh, H1B. Oh, H1B, you're doubling the salary is not good. What they can focus is that instead of increasing the salary though, they may want to do it as a bonus. That's better. Okay. But it cannot come every month, right? No, it cannot come every month. Bonus cannot be given every month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification. Bharat. Hello. Hi, Rahul. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity, Rahul. Uh, I'm working on G4 visa with uh, World Bank Group. Um, and parallelly, I applied for H1B uh, visa. <clears throat> Due to family emergency, I went uh, to India. That time, uh, my H1 got approved with a consulate visit. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, am I eligible uh, for change of status request using I-566 uh, application form? I-536. From... It's not I-536 it's not that you're going to file. I... You need to file I-129 again. I-929. I-129. H1B again. Okay, H1B again. And you will not be subject to cap. Okay. Uh, uh, can I go uh, go to Mexico or Canada for stamping? This is my next, uh, next question. Instead going, uh, you know, India and uh, you know, for consulate visit. Um, you can if they give an appointment. Right now they're not giving appointments to third country nationals. Okay. okay. Yeah. But if they give an appointment, but why can't you just apply for a change of status right now here? Uh, I'm, 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 I don't know whether I'm eligible or not. You are eligible. Okay. Five, six, six. Okay. I'll, I, I didn't say five, two, six. I said, I want 29. Just I like what you have filed before. Mm, okay. Okay. It's a new H1 application, right? Rahul? It's a, it's a new H-1B application, but you will not be subject to the lottery. You know the lotteries, right? They pick the lottery. Yes. You already got picked. It's a new application, but you're not subject to the lottery. Okay. Next, next person. Okay, thank you. Chaitanya. 
Chaitanya. Hello. Sorry, I was not able to unmute. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for giving us this opportunity to talk to you. So my question is, uh, I was working with an employer in the past who had my EB2, who have my IM40 approved for September 14. Uh, I was working, you know, I'm working with a new employer right now. And he told me that, you know, he can, um, if I join him, he, he, will, he will apply for my I-485J on the basis of, you know, this um, marketing and whatnot. He asked me to put a security deposit. He couldn't find a project and I couldn't join him. So I, I don't know, like, uh, and he's not even giving the 485J. So what are the things in the first place? Like I should be getting that security deposit back, which he said that it's a legal fee when we file and you have to do it now. And also, um, wait, wait, what are my options? Are you, what is your prior to date? September, 2014. We are on September 22nd. They have to file an application by one week. So they're not filing yeah. it right now. Yeah, they don't have the project for doing the H1B transfer. And, and they don't want to give the money thing. back to you. They might, I don't know, but they might give it. But the whole premise itself to take the money was they had the bona fide job intention to for me to join. And that was a refundable amount in the first place. And that so was the I don't know what, what your question for me is. Like, um, what are my legal option? Like, uh, is it, well, is first it not of wrong all, the first place? They had the bona fide intention and they did not. First of all, they're saying that they're going to give the money back. You just ask them, give the, get the money back. You need to decide whether you want to file the 485 or you want to get the money back. I want to file 485, but if they are not doing it in the first place, they had the bona fide intention to give, to have the job, but they did not okay, have the job. What if they don't have the job, they cannot file the 485. Correct. I think so. You, you are confused here. You don't, you're not understanding what you want to achieve. I want to basically it's a, it's a, it's well, an abuse of that's power, a right? Four line answer. So I'm confused. It's a, it's an abuse of power, right? So you're telling the employee to pay even before you have a job. Now that you don't have a job, you're uh, not even filing. Okay. Get your money back. Get your money back. Next person, please. They're willing to pay your money back. Here, take the money. Next person, please. Thank you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> hi, sir. Uh, Rao, sir. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I just have a question regarding uh, H-1B stamping. So I, I got my first H-1B stamping in Canada uh, when I was doing my PR uh, landing in 2019. Uh, my first question is, uh, if I plan for a trip, uh, right now I have changed the employer and uh, have a uh, need to get my visa restamped when I travel outside. Uh, so my first question is, if I travel to India next year, uh, will I be eligible for a Dropbox uh, appointment or will that be- No, because your previous- Well, you got one stamping from India. So you're still eligible for Dropbox until uh, December 31st though. No, sir. Uh, I got my first H1B stamping from Canada. But what about your F1? Yeah, F1, I, I got it uh, in India. The first. Yeah, yeah. So you're still eligible for Dropbox in India only until December 31st. So after this year? that, you of this year. Okay. After that, the rules are changing. But I don't know if they would revert back to the current rules or they will say, no, you have to go for a personal interview. We don't know about it. Okay. And uh, so, second question, uh, sir, like uh, right now, uh, in, in the next month uh, is where. Uh, I'll be hitting the three-year uh, PR, uh, uh, the three years of my five-year PR 
in Canada. So uh, is it uh, okay to go to Canada for a Dropbox uh, uh, like in the next couple of weeks? We do not recommend you go. Are you been living in Canada or not? No, uh, I've been here. Uh, I, I've been visiting Canada like for a couple months. Yeah, they are saying the Dropbox is only for the residents of Canada though. So if you say that you're residing in Canada and they believe that you did not, it'll be misrepresentation. Well, why do you need to get stamping to go to Canada and come back? Uh, no, sir. I mean, as I'm here, I'm, I'm uh, in US, I'm uh, planning for that. Uh, as Indian uh, India appointments are- I got it. I got it. Yeah, I would not like you to avail the Dropbox in Canada. Okay. Okay. So, so basically plan for uh, the next year in India, uh, yes. if I get the yes. appointment. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'll go through the questions that I'm getting posed. I got only two questions, guys. Uh, only one, actually. If you have any questions, post it here, guys. I'm sending you test messages, so I'll answer it. Um, Ravi Baredi, uh, after using advanced parole, if I want to refile for it for, for a reason, will it be fine or do we need to do the I-94 revalidation? I would prefer to have the I-94 revalidation. I would prefer to have an I-94 revalidation. People are sending messages to my video, guys. That's not where I look into. I am sending you test message. Put the message there. Next person, please. Can you give me a chance? Because there's no questions asked. Jay Prakash, can you do multiple jobs on EAD? Yes, you can. No, no person is responding to properly, guys. They're responding to the wrong one. ASM, you're sending the response to the wrong one. Give a chance to some other person um, to speak. Shivani? Hi. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Um, hello, sir. So I have a question. So um, I filed for uh, an I-485 this year as a derivative applicant under my husband's uh, employment base. I'm currently on a H-1B. Uh, my husband's green card got approved this year, but on September 2nd, I received an RFE for my green card uh, requesting a marriage certificate. Uh, mm -hmm. Within a week and a half time, uh, we responded to the RFE with the marriage certificate and additional supporting documents. This is about mm -hmm. last week. So I know the visa numbers ran out somewhere early in September. So mm -hmm. question is, do I still wait to get a response for the RFE? Or do I file um, under the family-based green card through my husband since my husband does have a green card? Um, you have to take the judgment call, ma'am. What's the priority date for your husband? Um, his is 2014 uh, May. He has yeah, been it's, up approved. To, it's up to you, though. If you want to wait, it's going to take one year for you to get the green card, or it's going to get 10 years or 20 years for you to get the green card. I cannot tell. Okay. If you think so, it's going to be only one year, then you don't do anything. If you think so, it's going to be 10 years you should go with the path of applying for the green card through family-based. And I've given you the video and there is a link there. If you fill it out, we will, we, mm -hmm. we have a separate Zoom calls for it. Okay. Every week, um, three times. Okay, sounds good. I do have a second question. So I did get my EAD though. I'm still waiting on my advanced parole, which is still, the status still says case updated to show fingerprints. So I know it might take a while to even get a green card under the family-based. Do I 
also in the meantime, sort of wait for my advanced parole. Is there going to be any movement with the advanced parole being um, accepted? Advanced parole will be accepted, will be approved, irrespective okay. of what is going on right now for you. Okay, the case hasn't moved in a very long time. Um, so I was just but curious. But still, if... advanced parole will be approved now. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Um, this question from Gokul, uh, non-availability of marriage certificate. The best way would be that you get the you get the marriage certificate. So wherever you go to India, though, even though you got married in 2012, you can still register in India right now. When they register in 2023 also, they will always tell that your actual marriage happened in 2012. Can we do two concurrent 485 EAD applications, same category EA, EB2? Can we file? Yeah, you can, absolutely. Uh, I got my green card last month after uh, interfiling in EB2. My derivative since now, uh, I think so, I already. Oh, if you switch the jobs, TJ, it won't have a negative impact on your wife's 485 application. Yeah, the newcomers, please point out your newcomer guys. Can I open an LLC as is doing contract, contract job for LLC while on GCEAD? Um, the question is, if you are a dependent GCAD, you definitely can. But if you're a main person, though, it always raises the eyebrows. Have your wife open the LLC on her name instead of your name. Newcomer got an EAD until February 2024, but I visited India and came back in Nagash, but US during the port of entry. Officer paroled me into USA until only August 2023, though my EAD is valid. Um, question, should I apply for renewal or AP before August 2023? Absolutely not. Then um, you don't have to do it. You're good until 2024. You need to apply before February 2024. You can ignore the expiry date, what you see online. You can file EAD by yourself. Uh, you don't have to go with your lawyer. It's up to you. can do it by yourself. It is not employer's thing. It's your thing right now. Am I, I am on working and living in USA in EBGC after I get citizenship. I am applying for my mother's GC and then after she gets US citizenship, can she apply for my sister's GC? She is over 21. Sheila, here is a problem though. Uh, by the time you get the citizenship, it's five years. By the time your mother gets a green card, it is uh, two years after that. And then she and the and, and your sister is about 21. So there is a eight-year period. So that's total 15-year waiting period, though. You may want to consider other options for your sister. Yeah, but those options are open. Yeah, but you may have an advanced parole, uh, uh, Gokul, to travel, though. You may have an advanced parole for travel. You can travel in advance parole. If you have a combo card right now, the next renewal most probably will be combo card. You did not file EADAP, I didn't understand though. If you don't, you will file, you will get it. 
Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be uh, tomorrow. Let me have one more question. Um, concurrent, will we have an issue while we go to for stamping? Absolutely not. Uh, but the problem with the concurrent filing is that every time you come back though, um, you will have to file one more concurrent filing though. Uh, I will give you this um, uh, multiple employers H1B. Uh, and I, I will give you this video. I want you to watch this video. We just put it um, only for the people who want to work for multiple companies. Um, there's uh, the problem with the TSC right now is that if your prior date is not current, they're not going to, I mean, they're not going to hurry up move because they're not going to, if only if your prior date is current, then there's a chance that they will move it. Pradeep, it's better the amendment is premium processed when you're traveling though. Uh-oh, I sent to only one particular person and uh, You will not have any problem in concurrent stamping, but every time you come back, you'll have to file the concurrent filing again. Thank you guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.